This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. The nine films nominated for Best Picture tonight are exhilarating and original, inspiring and unforgettable. Here are the nominees for Best Picture. American Hustle. Captain Phillips. Dallas Buyers Club. Gravity. Her. Nebraska. Philomena. 12 Years a Slave. The Wolf of Wall Street. And the Oscar goes to... Twelve Years a Slave, Brad Pitt, Diddy Gardner, Jeremy Kleiner, Steve McQueen, and Anthony Katagas. You sound insane. You realize that? Yeah. The whole world got crazy. Seriously? It's showtime. It's that time of year again. It's time for the annual Mad About Movies seven-year Oscar retrospective do-over all the stars 2014 are here Bark, got... Barkhad Abdi is here dang it you stole my joke oh I'm sorry here start it over start it <laughs> that's over. literally what I was gonna say my bad who else is here Richard just me and as with all episodes just me and Barkhad Abdi just chilling <laughs> he's got a lifetime just... Lifetime pass to award shows because he got nominated for an Oscar. He, he is the captain now. <laughs> he didn't really give us a choice. It's just, <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. oh, okay, yeah, sure, man, sure. We uh, like to do this um, every year around the Oscars. Look back, see if they got it right, 2014. Guys, I think we actually did an episode covering this Oscars live for the Mad About Movies podcast, our annual Oscars post game mm. show comes out about an hour, uh, hour and a half after the Oscars end. Yeah, uh, you can listen to that, and so check that out this year. But we're gonna look back at that award show, see if they got it right, see how we feel in 2022 about these movies, about the awards, and about Ellen DeGeneres most of all. So let's get started. <laughs> That's aged the best. Yes, I think, I think so too. <laughs> Well, the way we do this is we pick the top eight categories and we each pick our own nominees and our own winners. And we kind of compare those mm-hmm. to the uh, the actual winners. So I think we can start down at the bottom here at the uh, documentary short. <laughs> yeah. It's just to reiterate, the big eight, big eight categories <laughs> are visual uh, effects, documentary short, mm-hmm. makeup. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
uh, production design, sound mixing, and sound editing. Those are our, the ones we do. <laughs> forgot animated short, but okay. Craft services. I don't. Yeah. You know I don't like animation. Again. Craft services. They need that. <laughs> they should. Best food oh on my set. God. Oh, man. The buffet on Gravity was... <laughs> We like pictures of it and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Brian, that's yeah. your best. I mean, we've been doing this I'm show almost saying. 10 years. That's the best idea you've ever had. And just, and we had to happen eventually. And we yeah. don't know until the show we're excited. Like, oh man, right. who knew the yeah. spread on American Hustle looked <laughs> awesome? They got, was that every Chocolate day? fountain? Gosh. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's such a good idea. It was that's 2014. So they had, we had Paula Dean. Wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah, now you get Padma and uh, Tom to present it. Yeah. And plus, it raises the bar because now you have people putting money in. You know, mm-hmm. it, it mm-hmm. works for everyone working on these film sets. Now, Bezos yeah. trying to get his Oscar up to beat out, you know, Netflix. He goes ham yeah. on, literally, goes ham on the catering <laughs> spread. I mean, this is a win win for everybody. I this think. is a great More Padma, too. So that's a good Yeah, exactly. Always that's, good. More Tom, too. Yeah, yeah, I'm in. This is a great idea. <laughs> thank you. All right, I want to say st- thank you, Brian. <laughs> we are starting with the actual bottom eight, which would be I, I think the screenplay categories, right? Adapted and original yeah. screenplay. So we'll start with adapted. My nominees for these for this year kind of aligned with what the Academy had, except I had less. I went with four nominees. Okay. I went with what they had minus Philomena. So oh, before man. midnight, Captain Phillips, Wolf of Wall Street, 12 Years a Slave. Those are my, and I had 12 Years a Slave winning this one, but I screen. love the Wolf of Wall Street screenplay. Yeah, my, mine, they, they, I mean, I just had Now You See Me five times. Um, <laughs> that was this year? Oh, I got to redo my list. Yeah. <laughs> no, I have the same, but I'm going to sub out, um, I'm I'm subbing out the uh, Captain Phillips screenplay uh, for the way mm-hmm. way back because that's nice, adapted, right? Nice. Wasn't that a book? I couldn't I couldn't decide. Like, there's I will I was gonna say there's a few of these because they got no real awards love during the season. You know, it's 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 like I had a hard time figuring out if it was adapted or. Okay, or I'm gonna do one more search. Whatever, but um, no, I guess it wasn't. Okay, never mind that. I'm gonna keep it as is. Um, and I'll move that over. Hold on real quick. Let me get into that. Okay. I'll keep it as is. I love Philomena. I love Steve Coogan. And so that I really like that script too, but I have the same winner. This though, I will say just sort of categorically not to do much spoiler. We'll, we've done these before. This is to kind of create the context because you get caught up in the campaign of the Oscars and the politicization and who's hot and these narratives get built and then you step away for a few years and you, re- you you know, what stays with you? What actually was the best performances? And, and maybe it's the winners some year, maybe it's the nominees. But this year, they it, we were saying before we started uh, recording, the nominees this year are, are like they get 80% of every category pretty right, which is pretty yeah. high compared to a lot of years. So kudos to the, uh, to the Academy this year. But anyway, so uh, I'll just go same nominees. I don't know. That Wolf of Wall Street script is pretty pretty great. It's much more rewatchable, obviously, than 12 Years a Slave because that's such a, a beautiful but tough Whoa. movie to watch. Um, and so so I, I like have, have seen Wolf of Wall Street more times, appreciated more of the dialogue and the script and stuff, but that 12 Years a Slave adapted book is pretty great. So I'll, I'll stay with that, too. What about you, Bry Guy? 
Yeah, I, uh, man, it, 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 again, I'm, I'm with you, Arby. I was, I think last year when we did this for the 2013 Oscars, it was like, what happened? Mm. There were so many things that we felt like were, were wrong. And we're going to look through it through the prism of, yeah, of, uh, you know, several years down the line or whatever. But this year's, this year, a lot better overall, a lot better overall. Um, I kept 12 Years a Slave, Wolf of Wall Street, um, and Before Midnight, and I subbed in, uh, Fruitvale Station. Oh yeah, the, uh, Michael B. Jordan, yeah, Ryan yeah. Coogler. That comes up. I feel like that movie has like a little bit more uh, cultural cachet mm-hmm. now than it did uh, in in 2013, 2014. And I I kind of picked a favorite here and just put in uh, the secret. Li- this was a weak category yeah. this year, by the way. Normally, not, not uh, a lot of great. Normally, choices. have a ba- yeah. banger category most years. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But uh, I put in the secret life of Walter Mitty, which I think is was really underrated at the time. Has kind of maybe swung back the other way and become overrated a little bit. But not to be super Simmonsy there, but uh, I think it's a good script. Like that movie may not be great, but I think it's a really cool. Definitely script top eight script of that year. So. Yeah, 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 sure. Uh, maybe, maybe top, top nine, top eleven, something like that. Uh, and I, but I, I did switch the winner. I went with Wolf of Wall Street. I think that that script is incredible. Yeah, it's one of the better Scorsese scripts, I think, uh, of of all time. So Twelve Years Slave, really, really good. Not trying to take anything away. Yeah, from Yeah, we it, got but, your uh, racist, but yeah, yeah, um, <laughs> right. Yeah. No, I always feel weird about that. I know it's uh, that's the hard part of these revisionist things. Like, oh, hold on, do we want to do but that? that so, yeah, that movie. Yeah. Is, I mean, is I think though. I mean, that movie did really well this this year, Twelve Years a Slave, and it. You know, I would say it's held on pretty well in esteem. Not obviously just mm-hmm. for its mm-hmm. super like um, important subject matter, but just as a film. Uh, mm-hmm. McQueen hasn't done like big things since. I mean, he had the um, what was the heist movie he did that was really good. Widows, um, Widows, and a few other things. But this is definitely seems like maybe it was his like apex. But that movie's still held in really high esteem, which is great. I always like that one. It's like okay, at least it wasn't. Like we've like we've talked about maybe this year might be one of those. Where you go, wow, that so that's good. Wouldn't you have bought a ton of uh, Chiwetel stock then too? I, there have been uh, about eight times in his career that I have wanted to buy a ton of Chiwetel stock. He's like one of those. He's a very teasy actor. He's obviously brilliantly talented and all that, but like it always seems like he's about to be a big movie star, mm-hmm. and then it. Not that he's not a star, but it ne- he it never has the quality. Really... I just th- yeah, I would have thought yeah. he would have been like leading mm-hmm. huge movies Same. in twenty twenty two, and he just did like a straight to HBO COVID movie with Anne yeah. Hathaway that like no one <laughs> yeah. saw. Like he's doing he stuff is, like that. Uh, his part from um, Doctor Strange appears to be b- growing. You're right, good. He's more mm. of a sh- straight villain in the new one, so that's good. Yeah, little Marvel action. Get you back in the model. Well, there we go. Reintroduce you. Yeah, there's the adapted screenplay, uh, original screenplay. Uh, my nominees sort of uh, lined, lined up a little bit with the uh, Academy. Not not always. Uh, I mean, not all the way. I had four as well. Uh, Her from Spike Jones, mm-hmm. uh, American Hustle from David O. Russell and Eric Warren Singer, uh, Nebraska from Bob Nelson, and I have Inside Lewin Davis from the Coen Brothers. Mm. I love that screenplay, and I love me some Coen dialogue, so give me that as a nominee. And my winner is, uh, my winner's her. Yeah. 
What about you, Richard? I feel like her is going to have a big night. <laughs> here, it so. definitely won't mine because I, I, to spoil thing, I think it's the best movie of that decade. So, <laughs> mm, <great. laughs> so I, I do like it in the year. Or, um, <laughs> so um, yeah, similar for me. I have her, Spike Jones. I have uh, American Hustle. I'm just going to put this out there. I do really like Blue Jasmine. I like that movie more than. Um, Midnight in Paris, like as the time, I just think Kate Blanchett's mm. awesome in that. I think it's a really good script. I'm not going to nominate it though because there's like it's just yeah. not going to go down that road. Um, I made the. I will say I I did the same thing. I made the exception later same. for Kate Blanchett. That's the only spot that I she's uh, kept it because I felt like it, yeah exactly. I felt like it was removed enough yeah. from the issues with it, and she's incredible in that movie. She's incredible. So I, I kept her as, she has as a nervous breakdown for 90 minutes, believably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's like one yeah. of the... I saw it in the theaters, back when we saw things in theaters, I remember <laughs> being very, very affected by that, and there's no taking that away from her. So uh, Dallas Buyers Club, Nebraska, and then The Way Way Back Here would be, would be in mine. And, uh, nice. Uh, from, and then I would, go, I would go her. Spike Jones is her script here. It's going to do well on my bracket. Yeah, I uh, spoil it. Same for me. Same for me. Um, I've come up quite a bit on that movie. I liked it fine originally, but I think that that, is, that movie is maybe the reason for doing something like this. Because yeah. for me personally, because I think it has, it has uh, aged incredibly well. So um, my nominees here, I kept her, uh, which is my winner. I kept Dallas Buyers Club. And I cut the rest. I put Inside Lewin Davis, like you did, Kent. Uh Still surprising to me how little love that yeah, would first weird. go around. Um, put that in, and then I thought about the way, way back. I ended up putting in two other favorites uh, that are, I'm trying to see, are relatively big big players on this whole thing. Uh, I put in Mud, Jeff Nichols, uh, which oh, I, yeah. I love that movie so much, and, and it'll come up again later. Uh, and I put in About Time, Richard Curtis. Oh, yeah. that. That is a film that has uh, aged very, very well over these last few years. I think its reputation has. I think at the time it's kind of, oh, it's a, it's a uh, sort of uh, emotional mm-hmm. romantic comedy, and in over these last few years, I think more people have come to kind of see it like, holy crap, this is a really, really good movie. So. He's he's an interesting filmmaker in that it's not like he makes movies like her. Uh-huh. That you would expect yeah. to take five years to sort of digest culturally and what they mm-hmm. mean and mm-hmm. whatever he makes sort of uh, very mass culture romantic comedies for the most part, right? But all of his movies are always better ten years later. Yes, from yeah, Four Weddings and a Funeral point. to Notting yeah. Hill to all those movies are like still being watched all the time, and it's a weird thing. It's not like he's making really out there art films that people have to come around on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it's yeah. just for whatever reason, it's like. I don't know if it's like they play great on television sets or there's something sure. going on with his type of humor and performances and things that he brings out. I don't know. Yeah, that's it's a great point. I feel bad here because like Nebraska is a movie that ends up coming is like my sixth choice on a lot yeah, of same. these categories. So I ended up cutting that one here, but it's it's a fantastic film. I just mm-hmm. uh, don't have space. So don't love American Hustle. That one's that one. I, I was mm. somewhat cold on at the time. And frustrated by because it just felt like we were so excited about that movie, yeah. and I think Kent liked it a lot more than I did. If I remember, still correctly. like it, yeah. Uh, but I, it just, it still frustrates me. It still frustrates me the amount of talent and the subject matter and everything that's going on with it. And I just, 
I rewatched it relatively recently and was just like, this, I just, I don't know. Something's not connecting. For I, me, uh, so. I was kind of more on your team, Brian, when it came out. I've come around more on Team Ken. Yeah. I, nice. I saw it weirdly. I was at a, there's this bar in Dallas. You, this is like three, four years ago. There's a bar in Dallas. If you're, it's called Cosmos. And it's cool. It's like a cool 70s style lounge in East Dallas over in Lakewood. But it's got all they have everywhere are like VHSs and DVDs and then a bunch of tube TVs. It's kind of that mm. kind of vibe. And then you can you can just put in if the TV is not being watched, you just put in whatever. And someone put in American Hustle on DVD and mu- on mute. And I like kind of was just like having a drink with friends and I just kind of found myself watching it on mute and like kind of remembering the dialogue, whatever. And then I went back and watched it like six months after that, actually watching it with, with the audio thing. And for whatever reason, I like liked it a lot more. I don't know why. I remember being kind of captivated by it without the audio track. And then for whatever, it kind of turned me those two watches. It's very weird. I think, uh, Renner brings that movie down significantly. Yeah. The energy Bale's of so it. Good. Bale's but so good. God, that might be, that's like a top three bail performance for me. <laughs> no spoilers for later in the uh, in the episode, but I love. I'm obsessed with Bale in that movie. Yes, yeah, um, and then you've got some great performances. Throughout. This is such a cool Bale. Great soundtrack right too. Good needle drops. Well, yeah. I, I really enjoy that. Um, all right, let's go to best director now. And uh, this is where I'm. I'm kind of skewing away here. We're going, ret- you know, retrospective. How these movies held up? What were the movies mm-hmm. of the year that we still talk about? Were they the movies that the Academy chose? And um, I'm going with five nominees. Uh, first nominee for me is Martin Scorsese. I've heard of him. Mm. My next nominee was Denis Villeneuve for Prisoners. Mm. Which oh, nice. you might have heard of him. He did a little little Dune movie this past year, <laughs> and I uh, loved that movie. The direction was was fantastic. Feel Gosh, like maybe was... that gets a nomination in twenty twenty two. Yeah, didn't get enough eyes then. People didn't didn't know this guy, but I feel like that's that was his fi- if that's the same movie, but it's his. It's right after Arrival. I feel like it gets so many <laughs> nominations. Yeah, so like Jackman's it's... nominated. Like you know what I'm saying. It's such an interesting psychological thing. You're so right, Ken. I have this theory that it's so much easier, and I don't know if the stats back this up, but I feel like it's so much easier to get nominated for your second Oscar than your first because then everyone watches your work through the prism of, they at least ask themselves the question, is this an Oscar movie or not? Yeah. Sure. Right? Yeah, Even your point. dumb stuff. You, you've won or been nominated before, and now they're go- you can do like, you know, um, Brad Pitt, Right, he he wins a couple years ago for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. He's doing that dumb Sandra Bullock rom com now, right? But there are people that will be like, is the, his little fun performance that he's going to give, which would be exactly the same ten years ago? Now they're going to yeah. go, is this Oscar worthy? Because this is a guy that wins Oscar. <laughs> I mean, right? It's so no, you're funny. totally right. You're it's, totally right. And like yeah. the fa- mere fact that they ask themselves that question, then maybe it's a yes. But if they never ask themselves the question, it's such an interesting psychological thing there. But, but to to your, to your point, and you think about having to be somebody like Damien Chazelle who comes out of the gate. Yeah, winning Oscars, you know, Whiplash and La La Land were both hugely totally, and like having to live up to that bar and everything. That's hard too. Yeah, if you don't make an Oscar worthy movie, be like, God, this guy sucks now. It's like, dude, (laughs) no, he's just like first man's terrible. Yeah, right. Exactly. Wasn't the best movie of the year. (laughs) He's lost it. Right. Exactly. Yeah. It's got to be. It's got to be really tough. But uh, Martin Scorsese, Denis Villeneuve, uh, Alfonso Cuarón for Gravity, which. Brian and I saw it together. I mm-hmm. remember it vividly in Great 3D theory. IMAX. It was mm-hmm. mind blowing. Um, one of the most incredible sci-fi movies I've seen in terms of 
concept and execution was just uh, like nothing else. And then um, David O. Russell for American Hustle, which I said I already really liked the direction of that. And then Spike Jones for her. And I have my winner as Alfonso Coron for Gravity, just because the level of mm. difficulty is beyond comprehension for me. So I give it to him for that. I went back and forth on winner. I have almost the same, almost the same list you do. Uh, I had Alfonso Cuarón. I had Spike Jones. So it's so I have those two. I have Steve McQueen for Twelve Years a Slave. Martin Scorsese for Wolf of Wall Street. Uh, my fifth, bumping out again. Alexander Payne's probably number six for Nebraska. Uh, feel feel bad about the uh, the Nebraska slander, but I I subbed in the Cohen Brothers uh, the inside Lou and Davis rules, and that was yeah, a, um, such a cool coney vibe kind of movie and i i don't know i still i don't really get but i i went with i went back and forth between corone and and uh spike jones and i ended up picking spike jones as my winner here good what about you richard yeah i'm gonna keep i'm gonna keep the category as is but i'm gonna sub out spike jones for for uh alexander payne same thing uh gravity i'm not very nice to as we go through this just because i haven't thought about it since this year really it was more of mm-hmm. a it's like good Avatar in that it was more of a theme park ride than a movie to me. And it is, obvi- mm-hmm. I'm not being Scorsese. It's obviously cinema and a movie, blah, blah, blah. But like, there's no way to replicate that movie going forward. So it will obviously suffer in things that are eight years later or whatever. Um, but I am, I am going to, it's an incredible piece of direction. So he, he kind of holds his, his uh, nomination here and he almost wins. But yeah, Spike Jones made the best movie of the decade. So her, her, but in Scorsese too. That's an incredibly directed film. Steve McQueen, like, oh, this is a a pretty killer director's five here. Any of these yeah. five I have yeah. in could would have been fine with them winning, cool. and uh, even Alexander Payne too. I mean, that's a really um, yeah. It's not that showy shot wise, but it's a really well made composed film with some great performances. The other part of directing, no one talks about, right? Yeah, great. It really is a great year for directors because you you have these that we just mentioned. You've got uh, Ron Howard with Rush, which is a really good movie. Yep. You've got um, you've got uh, uh, Jean Marc Vallee who with with uh, with Dallas Buyers Club. You've got mm-hmm. Richard Curtis, like we mentioned. I love Jeff Nichols with with Mud. I know that one's not quite on the same level for most people, but. Um, he's really good. Paul Greengrass with Captain. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a really. This is a really good year for movies. Number one, but it was a. You're really missing like a like a like kind of a peak Spielberg movie or like mm-hmm. a Fincher from having just like kind of the, the yeah. royalty in there as in addition to all these other, um, really good films from uh, maybe slightly less prolific filmmakers and stuff. Not to mention, like you said, Kent Denny, you know, kind of launching himself onto mm-hmm. the scene. Absolutely. All good stuff. We're moving on now to supporting actress. This was a pretty stacked year for supporting actress. Uh, Lupita Nyong'o won the Oscar for 12 Years a Slave. Looking back, I can't fathom why she wasn't nominated for Best Actress. Well, that was yeah, a I mean, you know how it goes. Yeah, yeah. They, they decided she had a better chance of winning supporting actress, and they're right. Oh, because Kate uh, Blanchett so, did sweep every yeah. award that year for yeah. for mm-hmm. Blue Jasmine. Yeah, You're probably yeah. right, but maybe retroactively, I put her in Best Actress, and she wins Best Actress. Can we do that? <laughs> like, I yeah. love Kate Blanchett, but like, can we take any recognition away from Woody Allen possible? Yeah. Uh, that'd be great. <laughs> 
retroactively. If we're doing that, that that's one change I would make. Move Lupita to Best Actress and have her win that. But I kept her in here for this. And I have Sally Hawkins from, from Blue Jasmine because I did really enjoy that performance. Um, Margot Robbie from Wolf of Wall Street. Uh, June Squibb. For reasons, obviously. <laughs> June Squibb for reasons, obviously. Uh, <laughs> and then I've got Jennifer Lawrence for American Hustle. And I gave it to Lupita. But if Lupita was in the other category, I'd give it to Jennifer Lawrence. I love that J-Law performance. I didn't think about, I mean, it, I would have kept it by the rules anyway, but you're, you're probably right. In, in, especially in retrospect, maybe. Maybe Lupita moves up to uh, to the actress category instead of supporting actress. But I I kept Lupita. She's my winner by a wide margin. I think she's mm-hmm. the best part of that movie. And and I I mean part there's of a lot movies. of great elements of that movie. But she's incredible. She is incredible in that movie. Uh, I kept J Law for American Hustle. I think the women and I I don't I don't know what it is about that Bale performance. I don't love it. I don't love it the way you guys do. I don't know. It's weird. Um, no, I think totally I think the the ladies I, I think the women have have better role better in that. So yeah. J Law yeah. and uh, Amy Adams will come back uh, up later. Uh, I I kept June Squibb as well. Love June Squibb in Nebraska. Great great mm. character actor and really really funny in that movie. Uh, Margot Robbie kind of shockingly not in this this yeah. Uh, this nominated class here, like I don't know, we gotta love Julia Roberts, but really, we gotta. That's get so bad, August. man. <laughs> that whole, all that stuff. We haven't talked yeah. about that yet. Meryl and her, God bless them. They're, that was Harvey Weinstein. The Harvey, best. his last push of Harvey was August Osage County. I'm right. not kidding. And I would say probably the worst thing Harvey ever did. No, I'm kidding. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, well, the no. last push, but you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean. That's a really not very good. That's a great play. That's not a very mm. well made movie. And 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 Meryl and Julia Roberts again. God bless them. Two of the ten biggest yeah, film stars ever. For sure. And and there's an argument to be said. Like they do something and it's decent. It, they should be nominated because they're Julia Roberts and Meryl Streep. I respect that. My argument back would be this wasn't decent. Yeah, it's a bad movie. It's a bad movie, and there were good performances. <laughs> so you know, could do that. Uh, my last one came down to uh, Amy Adams in her. And Lindsay Duncan in About Time, she plays the mom in that. She she just has, yeah. I think she gets overshadowed by the other three performances in the movie. But when you go back and rewatch it, she is kind of perfect in that spot. But she's just not in it very much. So I ended up going with Amy Adams as my my last choice for this for uh, for her. I think she's so good in that. Great. Uh, so double good year for Amy Adams. I wish we could go back to that. That would be cool. Um, yeah. But I ended up picking Lupita as my my winner here. Yeah, I almost I almost had Amy Adams from her in here as well, but I have her in Best Actress, so I didn't uh, double up. Well, what about you, Richard? I, I, I doubled down. Mine, I'm keeping it chalk. I'm taking out Sally Hawkins because she went on to make love to a fish. <laughs> so retroactively, I'm out. And I'm, uh, she won for that, too. Well, I got I got the rules. And... Uh, <laughs> I'm putting Tony Collette from the way way back there. Thought about that. Uh, yeah, love Tony call. Collette, and she's good great call. in that. Which one is it? Is it Isla, or is it Lizzie Kaplan in that? Now you see me. There's no. It's uh, Isla. Uh, yeah. It's yeah. Isla. Ooh, that's tempting. Hmm. Remember the bubble? I Come don't on. Know. <laughs> Do I remember it? <laughs> Richard pulls out his phone, and that's the background of his phone. <laughs> no, I'll just keep. I'll I'll keep. I'll keep 
Yeah, this takes everything. I'm going to throw Julia out and keep Sally Hawkins in, I guess, whatever. Fish, <laughs> fish lover. Um, and then throw in Tony Collette instead of Julia Roberts. And uh, June and June and Jennifer, I didn't guess Sally and Lupita stayed. Yeah, Lupita wins. She's incredible in that. She went on to do great work. This has aged very well. It's awesome. She has an Oscar. The best thing, reason she has an Oscar is the Amy Adams corollary. I thought about putting her in, and I, we'll keep her in later, but if she, now we don't ever have to do Lupita doesn't have to chase. She mm-hmm. can just do cool stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She can just do cool movies. She's a great actress. We know she's a great actress. She's got the trophy on her shelf or wherever she keeps it at home. Mm-hmm. She doesn't have to Amy Adams, right. uh, you know, J.D. Vance it out, and that's awesome. That is nice. Anytime we can keep great actresses away from J.D. Vance, I think we should do it, personally. <laughs> All right, let's move on to supporting actor now. Mm-hmm. And the winner for the Academy was Jared Leto for Dallas Buyers Club. The inverse, I guess he's kept chasing. <laughs> yeah, he can't stop. He doesn't. He knows nothing else. <laughs> yeah. knows nothing. So I guess maybe the win doesn't work for everyone. <laughs> yeah, I'll probably be nominated again for morbius morpheus whatever it is morbius <laughs> brian says he's good and i haven't seen the we work show yet brian says he's really good in it i really yeah. liked it i like first episode anyway I thought oh cool it, cool other That's people are saying different so maybe it, it changes or maybe i'm just an idiot but uh it, it worked for me i mean that on. guy's weird and so like yeah. you yeah. don't have to he's not doing weird for the sake of weird he's doing weird and to find the character and that's mm-hmm. fine i like yeah. that you started the uh <laughs> elizabeth holmes I, I have, gonna, yes. I'm fully caught up on that. Yeah. Yes. I didn't realize that it was week by week, and I was pretty ticked when I went to watch the uh, <laughs> the sixth episode and it wasn't there. Yeah. Like, yeah. Come on. I know, man. right? Yeah. Showalter, yeah. man. He's doing good shows. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. My One of my favorite parts of of the dropout is when Cam shows up from Ferris Bueller. Uh, I, don't, yeah. I won't spoil what he does, but <laughs> yes. he has a great role yeah. in it. Alan Ruck, Treasure. Mm-hmm. He's having a nice renaissance between that and succession. Yeah, he's, he's greatness. All right. Uh, so, yeah, Jared Leto was the winner. He had Barkhad Abdi from Captain Phillips nominated, as well as Bradley Cooper, Michael Fassbender, and Jonah Hill for Wolf of Wall Street. My nominees were uh, somewhat different. I had Bradley Cooper, Michael Fassbender, and then I uh, these were all different. I had Daniel Brühl from Rush. I really mm-hmm. loved that yeah. performance. I have uh, Paul Dano from Prisoners, mm-hmm. and I have Will Forte from yeah. Nebraska. Nice, 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 nice. Which is a awesome performance in retrospect, and certainly should have been nominated. And uh, yeah, shame. Shut your butt. <laughs> I, I won't shut my butt, Richard. I won't. <laughs> I'll keep my. Who's your winner? Um, my winner was Fossbinder. I, I, okay. I mean, otherworldly. So you were telling us you were like that's such a likable character. It's such, so it's relatable. Really, that's yeah. why. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, and it's such a to go to that depth as a human. Yeah. I can't, yeah. you know, fathom. So, oh, give him that, and he's somebody else who still kind of seems to kind of be chasing it. And uh, you yeah, know. he he can't make up his mind, right? He'll do like Assassin's Creed and a million X Men movies, and then Steve Jobs chase. Yeah. yeah. He 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 uh he's got an interesting interesting uh he's such an interesting person too. Mm-hmm. I mean I I find him yeah. I find him great if he's used correctly. Yes. Uh, oh he's man, one, one of, of my the favorite best. favorite people. Him and Tarantino together and, and Glorious. Ooh. Gosh. Yeah, I know. Ooh. I know. What a that is the greatest supporting actor movie ever. 
Like you could probably just make a category <laughs> of like four guys from Ingorious Bastards as supporting actor yes. and been fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like Daniel Bruhl, obviously Christoph Waltz, Fassbender, and Mike Brad, Brad Pitt. Mike, <laughs> dang it, still <laughs> my joke. Sorry. <laughs> no, 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 you're fine. Yeah. <laughs> Ryan <laughs> Howard from The Office. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, like three, I mean, that is like, he's just right. Oh, the beautiful Frenchman at the beginning mm. in the scene with Christoph Waltz. Like yeah. that scene's, yeah, obviously Waltz got all, got all the credit and, and deservedly so. That's one of the best performances ever. But mm. Fassbender's incredible. In any other year, he gets nominated and probably wins because that's a really showy part. Yes, 100%. So Fassbender's my winner. And... Should be the winner most years, I feel like, uh, when he's nominated. So what about you, Richard? Yeah, I had uh, I had Leto, Fassbender, and Jonah get to stay. And I had Forte. And Jonah got to stay. I, wow, I had Jonah out of mine. I'm a big Jonah guy. I'm, this isn't a, 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 one of my favorite Jonah performances, though. Maybe it's the teeth or something. I don't know. I just, I don't know. I agree. I mean, I, I there's there's a school of thoughts. There's some people because people love that movie so much too. They're like, he should have won. No, he shouldn't have won. But uh, but uh, I'm fine with him being nominated for it. The kind of I think there's some real magic to what he does. The, the mm-hmm. give and take with DiCaprio, and I give him credit for some of that um, as well as obviously Leo. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Forte's in for me, and I'm actually going to I'm going to keep the winner. Fassbender was close for me, but. I'm going to keep the winner, Jared Leto. That's a pretty unbelievable performance. What about you, Brad? Yeah, it is. I also kept kept Leto. I kept Jonah. I don't... I'm never going to go back and rewatch 12 Years a Slave, so I don't even know why I would say I need to go back and rewatch it. Uh, I don't, and I won't. But I didn't... I didn't... I don't think I loved Fassbender's performance as much at the time. Um, I, that movie to me, the thing that sticks out to me is it's a great script and Lupita and, and Chiwetel. That's what mm-hmm. I think of when I think of that less so Fassman, or maybe that's because it's just such a hard performance to watch. I don't know, but, uh, it doesn't stick with me quite as much. So I, I took him out and I subbed in Forte like you guys did. I'm glad you guys did that too. Cause I was feeling like maybe I'm doing a, a favorites bit here, but now we're all in solidarity together. So it's good. Right. It's good. A, we're right. He's great in that movie. And B, if you, pref- if you appear on the show, you get to be, <laughs> you get to be an Oscar nominee. Yeah. Okay. Ex- and you're That's like totally in fair. the contention, yeah. you get to be an Oscar nominee. <laughs> yeah. You're a move fast bender. Um, the- <laughs> He's been on. <laughs> yeah. We had to cut it. <laughs> right. Right. It was video episode we got a little um, two into his process <laughs> and a two into seemed not to still this, be the edwin epps character from yeah we, well we went to him was the uh showing his hog and hunger <laughs> no, or what, is that the one shame shame, shame. pardon me i always shame. confuse those two yeah yeah, yeah. you know uh, i had too many questions about <laughs> about shame <laughs> so we didn't roll, roll the app but it's a yeah. good one shane's really good on that one too <laughs> He and Fassbender got along real well. Uh, He's a big year one fan. (laughs) Oh, goodness. Okay. I I kept Jonah Hill. I kept Jared Leto. I added Will Forte like you guys did. I went back and forth on Barkat Abdi. And on the one hand, I was like, this is a very singular of the moment performance. And on the other hand, it is one of the things I think about from this year. And that performance is really, really, really good. And 
I don't know. I so I ended up keeping him. I kept him in. Uh, and my my fifth one is Sam Rockwell from uh, the way way back. I think that mm-hmm. he deserves the Oscar that he has. He does not deserve the other nomination that he has because Vice. He is not good as George Bush. I don't yeah. know what in the world uh, we're doing there. And uh, that's shocking still that he that that did not work. If anything in that movie that that performance didn't work at all. Uh, he's so good in the way way back and. I fully admit that this is a favorites pick as much as anything, but I, I am always a sucker for that kind of mentor mentee relationship type thing. And it's not a showy performance and he does just so much cool, like subtle character actor stuff. And I want to reward that. So he's my, he's my fifth pick. My, I, I went back and forth too on the winner and I ultimately just stuck with Leto. I think he's really, really good in that role. And I know there are some, uh, contextual things about that role then maybe it, if it's if it's made in 2022 it's not him so you know there's that but for the time being for the moment i think he was really good in the role so i'll, I'll stick with the, the winner there all right best actress now the winner for the academy as i said before was kate blanchett for blue jasmine she won i think every award on the circuit for this performance and uh, my winner was Lupita for Best Actress, um, if we're, uh, we're doing it that way. So, um, no, uh, Sandra Bullock, Amy Adams, and uh, I have Julia Louis-Dreyfus as yeah. well uh, for, uh, what was the movie, Enough Said? Yeah, With, I have uh, that too. I have her instead of Meryl. Yeah. yeah. And um, here's another retroactive thing. That we should be doing. If uh, you're a good voiceover performance, uh, you nominated ScarJo. Let's give her Best Actress nomination for her for this. Oh, wow. Nice. Cool. Carries the movie. Incredible emotion. Great performance. Uh, we're including voiceovers in this. So that'd be that'd be a great addition. Would be Best Voiceover if they did its own category or Best Motion Capture. You know, that kind of stuff. I feel like at some point is going to be maybe worthy, you know, with the way animation is. I feel like maybe that should be a reward. Like, Amy Poehler deserved an Oscar for Inside Out voice yeah. voice work. Like, she did. Like, um, so some if some way we can reward that, we should. So I'm going to at least recognize ScarJo here for that performance retroactively. And uh, my winner, I'm going to go with Sandra Bullock for Gravity. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Nice. This is peak. This was peak uh, Sandra Bullock. This is like, uh, does she have one more left in her? Yes, she does. It was an incredible performance and something that she had to commit to. I mean, how many actresses Mm -hmm. pulled out of that one? Mm -hmm. It's like, I can't can't deal with all the technical stuff that Alfonso made her do to to do the movie. Is a pretty, I think it was... uh, Robert Downey Jr. instead of Clooney at the first, and he's like, "I can't do this. It's too much. It's too much. It's too much work." Mm. I'm used to going. It's like you're in it for five minutes. Yeah, he's like, "It's still (laughs) well." They had him like hooked to this rig, and they were like spinning him around and doing all this crazy stuff. And he was like, "I just can't. I can't do it." And so, um, yeah, I gotta, I gotta give it to Sandy for uh, that performance in Gravity. So she's my winner. What about you, Brian? I had the same winner. Uh, nice. I'm. I've never been the biggest Bullock fan, but I. Um, I think that she's. I think that's the performance of her career. I think she's yes. incredible. In it. She. Can, I mean, and, it's uh, her. Her by herself, pretty much the whole time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a really hard thing to do. 
I think it kind of gets overshadowed by like the technical side of that movie, and that's totally understandable. But the performance itself is very, very good, and uh, and she deserves it. <sighs> Would she be my winner over Kate Blanchett? I don't know. Like that's hard for me. To, I can't. I'm. I, I have a hard time deciding because Kate Blanchett is unbelievable in in Blue Jasmine. Um, but I'm I'm sticking with Sandy. I kept Blanchett in as a nominee. I kept Amy Adams as well. I did the same kit. I I put ScarJo, and honestly, nice. I really thought about her being the winner there. I think that movie. Wow. I think her voice. A, she has an incredible voice. But B, I think that it's so vital to that movie, and and it's really easy. I think to to see that as the Joaquin Phoenix vehicle that it that it kind of is. But I I just I think it is more of a partnership between him and her than than it maybe then maybe we think of it as, or at least I think of it as just like first, first blush. Uh, I really thought about making her the winner. Uh, and then I took, I put Rachel McAdams in as my last one for about time. So you're telling me you traveled back in time to put Rachel mm-hmm, McAdams mm-hmm, in? Yep. Yep. If you go and look at Wikipedia right now, it actually says that she's wow, a nominee. Okay. So, Mine is yeah, blown. We did it. Mm-hmm. Was there any uproar I, about the ScarJo thing at the time? I don't remember. Anyone no. being upset that she wasn't nominated? It was like kind of death. a fun thing. Like, wouldn't this be cool if she was? But oh, I don't think okay. Any real. I don't remember. Yeah, I forgot about JLD though. I'll be honest. I I went back and looked at my list from this year, and I don't think I had. Uh, I don't think I have enough said on there. So I must have watched it after I'd put my list out or whatever. She so, was nominated with like uh, before. She was nominated was for the Globe that, that for it, and that's why I had yeah, it included. Yeah. I must have just seen it later or something because she's really good in that. I'd, I'd kind of forgotten about it. Same with uh, Before Midnight. wasn't on my list, so I must have seen mm-hmm. it later. Uh, Julie Delpy was my my next cut. Yeah, her last she's great. Last one. What about you, Richard? Yeah, for me, I'm keeping the... I'm, I'm subbing in JLD for Meryl, and I, I didn't even think about um, ScarJo, so uh, it's a miss for me because she's great in that movie. It's one of my favorite movies ever, but uh, I'll just take the L on that. I think Kate Blanchett was a great winner. Um, Sandra Bullock's a great choice too. I'm going to choose Amy Adams just so that she will freaking stop <laughs> trying for the next 10 years. Yeah. Just Go do, do good movies movie or something. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It's good. You have your gold. Do what you want to do with it. Stop it. I like it. <laughs> so. As long as she still does Arrival. Yeah. Yeah. Like, sure. It's yeah. as long as she doesn't do yeah. this. And it's like, all right. I don't think she's swinging for the fences in Arrival. I think she's just doing a good movie. That's okay. Mm-hmm. She's Hopefully. great. She's yeah. a great actress. I would give her the Oscar for Arrival if that's, that's the one fine. we're giving her. She that's... can have two. She's one of the best. She's great. But yeah. it, when she swings too hard, it's <laughs> it gets a little uh it's a little Russell Westbrook late game. Okay. Where yeah, it, I got that. Man. Yeah. I get you. Yeah. That was a great analogy by me, I like man. It. the winner for the academy was mcconaughey for dallas buyers club and i could have sworn it was chiwetel in retrospect if you would have asked me i was like oh surely chiwetel won for 12 years nope Mm -hmm. we gave it to mcconaughey because he lost tons of weight uh (laughs) we got that as the winner then we had christian bale bruce dern leo dicaprio and chiwetel as the nominees my nominees was Chiwetel, Christian Bale, McConaughey, Joaquin, and Oscar Isaac for Inside Lewin Davis. And my winner, Christian Bale. Nice. I love that. 
Very nice. Second would be Chiwetel. Third would be Joaquin. Fourth would be Oscar Isaac. Fifth would be McConaughey. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you'll like mine too I, on that. Yeah, I mean, Bale's great in that. I, I, I'm not trying to like argue against you, Brian, just from my point of view yeah, too. Yeah, no, no, And totally. he's definitely an actor that like should have like three or four Oscars That's by the true. time he's done. So yeah. um, he's 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 incredible. And um, yeah, there's some, that was like a real, I don't know, transition for him where, I don't know, for me, it like, he's had such an interesting career. He, he, he was, his beginning of his career, the first half was like, Look how hard this guy tries, kind of the Daniel mm-hmm. Day Lewis thing. Mm-hmm. Up until this movie, and then it's like, look how easy it seems. I'm not saying it is. I'm sure he has the same process and stuff. But all of a sudden, he started to have this brilliant, like, ease on camera where he just mm-hmm. was so much better than everyone and it seemed easy to him. Um, and this movie kind of starts that transition. And then it's like, inc- and big short, it's like times 10. He's just like the most effervescent screen presence you've ever seen. Um, less so with, with vice and things like that. But he, but he's, uh, he's, an, he's like going to be one of these people that has like four careers in one. And then you, um, mm-hmm. the, what was yeah. the race car movie with Matt Damon? I never remember the title. Ford v. Ferrari. Ford v. Yeah. Ferrari. Like that's mm-hmm. like, he's basically doing like a comic part and is so yeah. good. Uh, he's just, yeah. he can, I, he's incredible. I, I think I want to add to that. I didn't, I don't have bail on mine, but I yeah, yeah. hear your list. But the, I think that winning in, in 2010, he won for supporting, yeah, I for guess, the fighter. But still, I, I I don't know. Maybe this is just like projecting or putting but I I feel like that was the he was like, Cool, I've I've got that. Now I can continue to do prestige stuff, but mm-hmm. like it I don't know, maybe it's like an early get the monkey off the bat kind of thing, or get it out of the way kind yeah. of thing, maybe. And then it's just like, cool, man, I'm I'm good to go. Cause you're you're exactly right. Like he feels like such an effortless movie star in really crazy difficult yeah prestige awardsy kind of move roles that's it's a that's a wild skill that not a lot of people have i'm so I think excited leo has that at times and then leo kind of fluctuates at times yeah. too but yeah he'll do the revenant on you pretty quick uh-huh. yeah um yeah yeah, I'm so excited to see him in something as kind of silly as Thor to see that Same. like fully come. And then maybe he'll go back super hardcore with something else. But he's mm-hmm. he's 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 great. Yeah, for me, I it, the I uh, I was looking at this. All these you normally like remove a nominee or two and put your people in. I'm like, who do I remove? Because I kind of I take out you know the winner, and then I'm like, nope. You know what? I'm taking McConaughey out. I'm, mm-hmm. I would not nominate him for this. He's good in this. It's a very good movie. He went on to do this. Started the McConaughey's. All that's great. This and. And uh, True Detective, but like I, I don't think this was such a strong year for Best Actor, yeah. and I'm putting Joaquin in, and I'm giving it to Joaquin because he's incredible in that movie, mm-hmm. and uh, it makes me cry every time. And I love Tender Joaquin. We got to see it this year with Come On, Come On. I think he's so much more interesting in that capacity than something like Joker, which he ended up winning for. And I'm glad he got his Oscar, and that balances out. But uh, mm-hmm. this version of Joaquin, and then you have the Master right before mm-hmm. this. You're just like this guy is doing things mm-hmm. that. I've never, you know, it's, it's, un- he just kind of, he didn't come out of nowhere. He was always great, but then this all was, of a sudden, this is right after the master too. It yeah. It's like his next movie. It's like, good grief. <laughs> I know. It's unbelievable. Um, unbelievable. And Leo obviously is, and she would tell are, are deserving as well. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to give it to, uh, give it to Joaquin for this one. Nice. Yeah. I like it. I kept McConaughey in, but I'll be honest, at least a part of it is, the kind of 
the dual role because he's got he's Dallas Buyers Club and Mud the same year. Yeah, and that's that's, that's not fair. Like that's stupid. I agree, but I'm doing it anyway. Yeah, um, it's your rules, bro. Yeah. Your, so I kept your... McConaughey. He's not my winner. Uh, I I kept uh, I kept Leo. Really thought about him as the winner there. I think yeah. that performance is unbelievable. I think that performance is better than the Revenant, but he oh, deserved much. it for the Revenant. It's just it's a weird. It's just the the just way the, the competition years work, that you know? year too. Yeah. yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, I kept Chiwetel. Uh, I inserted Oscar Isaac as well, Kent, uh, for for Inside Lewin Davis. Kind of thought about him as the winner as well, and ultimately I I put Joaquin in, and and he's the winner, and he uh, he deserves it. I'm glad he has an Oscar. Maybe this prevents joker it doesn't i know it doesn't but but in like it's just maybe maybe there's a slight chance uh and i feel bad about cutting bruce dern because he's so good in that movie but again it's nebraska it's like well it's sixth on my list it's just kind of yeah. the way it goes and then in nebraska's had like as much as we like it because of forte and mm-hmm. bruce dern and it's had like no legs like yeah. it hasn't oh absolutely absolutely life yeah. hardly at all yeah, I looked at my ballot at the end of this and I just kind of laughed about like the awards that it got. It really solidified itself with in the moment. Bruce Dern, Alexander Payne, the script, all this sort of stuff. I don't have it. It's not on for any of those, but I kept I kept Squib and then obviously subbed in Forte. So uh, it's just kind of but it's the way it works. Again, this is like a super the actor field this year was stacked. Not stacked. that it's never like, you know, yeah. really difficult to pick five. Uh, cause it turns out Hollywood gives a lot of good roles to men. Uh, but not still, enough this, though. Not <laughs> yeah, enough. We can make it better. I think, uh, but the, <laughs> there's, there's still, there's a lot to choose from this year. It's a tough field. Absolutely. There was, let's get to best picture. The nominees at the Academy had for best picture were Wolf of Wall Street, Philomena, Nebraska, Her, Gravity, Dallas Buyers Club, Captain Phillips, American Hustle, and 12 Years a Slave. And the field that I went with was 10. I think the Academy should go with 10 every year. And I hate it when it's 8, it's 9, it's 10. They need to just set it and have that be the thing. I'm sure there's something in the voting where if it doesn't get a certain threshold, it can't be nominated. Some years, 9 get reach the threshold of votes. Some years, 8 do. Some years, 10. I think it should always be 10. The top 10 to receive the top 10 votes should, should get nominated. So my 10 was uh Wolf of wall street, uh, prisoners inside Lewin Davis mm. rush, Nebraska, her gravity, Dallas buyers club, American hustle and 12 years a slave. And my winner was, uh, was 12 years a slave, which is what the okay. Academy went with this year as well by the way forgot mm-hmm. to mention that mm-hmm. what about you richard yeah i'm i'm taking uh everything that was nominated um i love philomena by the way we haven't talked about it much i think it's a really uh great movie and and uh, judy dench is great and steve coogan's really good and he was probably my first cut for best actor so i just want to say we haven't talked about that um i'm, I'm keeping everything um but i'm adding the way way back and i'm taking out captain phillips um, for Inside Lewin Davis as well. And my winner is the best movie of that decade, Her. Very nice. With you. Very nice. Yeah, I'm looking at the nominees to see what I have differently. I'll just read. My, I, I have 12 Years a Slave, About Time, Dallas Buyers Club, Gravity, Her, Inside Lewin Davis, 
Mud, Nebraska, Rush, and The Wolf of Wall Street, my 10 nominees. And my winner is Her as well. Yeah, Brian. Let's go. I think that, that there are definitely movies that I like more than that. Like, I love Mud. I love The Way, Way Back. I love Inside Lewin Davis. Uh, these are movies I watch pretty frequently and as opposed to Her, which I don't because it puts me through like a bit of a crisis every time I watch it. <laughs> it's a very strange phenomenon. Yeah. But I, I think that... A, I was probably too low on it at the time. Not that I gave it like a C or anything. No, but I feel no. like I was probably like an A minus or something in that range um, when we watched it originally, or maybe a low A. But I just think that it was ahead of its time. I think I think that it is it is as re- more relevant in 2022 than it was even in in 2014. Yeah. It's just such it was so prescient on that, and it's I before feel Alexa, for not right? Seen I that. mean, yeah, yeah, oh, totally. Great. Now she's going to yell at totally. me. Totally, um, but. But Joaquin's so freaking good, and and so is all the supporting work, and it's just such a, it's just such a beautiful, sad movie, and I I don't know, it really it really resonates now more than it did for me uh, first time around. Made fifty million dollars on a twenty three million dollar. Can you imagine wow. that now? Yeah, yeah. No, this is like straight to Apple Plus. Like, oh, absolutely. I mean, there's no, there's no world in which this is gets a, a a release. I think even seven years later, whatever, eight years. Yeah, I, I can't wait for Spike to make another one. Let's go. Yeah, five more years. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. So this was fun, guys. I hope we do this again next year. We'll do another seven year. We'll be doing the, the 87th Annual Academy Awards next year. So look forward to that and look forward to our Oscars postgame show this coming Sunday night, Monday morning after the Oscars. This should be yeah, fun. It's easy to have opinions now. But it's going to be hard in the moment. We're, we're going to be as prisoners of the moment as anybody else. Exactly. It'll be great. Fun to react to that. So join us then. But for now, let's get to a quick weekly recommend. How about that? Weekly recommend. All right. What you got for us this week, Brian? Yeah, we mentioned it. Look, I've only seen one episode. It may completely crash. See what I did there? Uh, but uh, I, I really dug... Uh, I really dug We Crashed. I liked uh, the first the first episode with with Leto. I think Leto's doing something interesting. It's rarely the I've said this many times. The issue with Leto, excuse me, Blur, with Leto is uh, is rarely the on screen. It's it's just the off screen idiocy and you know starting a cult and stuff like that. But uh, the on screen is usually pretty good to really good, and I I think he's doing a pretty interesting. Adam Newman and um, it's really really good and Hathaway, she's kind of perfect for this role because she's just good man. She she's is. Really she's really good. There's something about and I'm I know I'm not alone in this. It's just I think her Q rating kind of fluctuates. She she seems kind of annoying at times yeah. and and she's using that to her advantage in this role because that that person is very obnoxious. The worst. And, uh, just yeah, it's just the worst and. It's done really well. Like the there's a sequence in the first episode. Like I said, I've only seen the first episode, so uh, but there's a sequence where he finds out that she's Gwyneth Paltrow's cousin, and the way that she unveils it just makes you cringe and your eyes roll and stuff. But it's it's very it's very accurate to that person. So uh, if you don't know, We Crash is about WeWork, and uh, the great book that came out a couple years ago. What was that called, Richard? Uh, Oh man, I don't know. Billion dollar loser or something. Yeah, it was I think that was it. All those something like that. 
Excellent yeah. book as well. A little side recommend there. But, yeah, uh, Billion Dollar think, Loser. Okay, yep. yeah. I think that was an, an RB uh, recommend. Yeah, it, it was. Out. It was. It was one of my top 10 books of, of the year as well. The documentary but, uh, kind of, was really good. Yeah. What was it yeah, called? Yeah. Just WeWork? It was just called WeWork, the uh, semicolon so, yeah. something else, like the crash yeah. of the something. That was yeah. so good, man. The, the it's, footage it's that they really got well for that yeah. was... Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, and, and like I... I I go back and forth on these uh, reenactment kind of shows because mm. I think usually the documentary is really good. Like I do not need a a, a uh, Firefest TV show, you know. At this point, like we've seen, mm, but I'll watch it. it. But I'll watch it <laughs> <laughs> when truth. it comes out. I mean, uh, so like I mean, it, it it can be kind of hit or miss, and we have a bunch of them right now uh, with this, with the dropout, with the Tiger King show, with you know all these these sorts the of Uber one with with. The, yeah, the Uber one too. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, and I don't know that they're all going to hit, but and and again, this one may not hit overall. But the first episode, I thought it did a really good job of kind of introducing Adam Newman, especially as the person that he was when all of this started, and kind of compare and contrast him with the person that he was towards the end of his run with with WeWork, which I think is really important to that story. It's 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 very similar to the dropout. With a less like drastic, almost physical change that that um, that uh, Amanda Seyfried is doing with with Elizabeth Holmes and stuff, but like it's not unlike that because you get this. I don't know. I think if you see Adam Newman towards the end of the WeWork thing, you're just like, why did anyone follow this guy? He he sucks so hard. And then when you go back and you you read that book or you see him from the like the early days of we work you're kind of like yeah i get it like he has this weird energy that is kind of infectious and it and, was a good idea for the economy yeah. at the time they just scaled it absolutely yeah yeah totally I mean, but for totally. certain markets you know as startup companies became more and more of a thing and and mm-hmm. um office space became less as an more of a perk and less of a necessity, right? With mm-hmm, mm-hmm. as we've been proven now with COVID, like we all work from home, but still kind of wanting that hybrid in between. Yeah. He had a great yeah. idea. You know, he did. Not he, he wasn't did. the first to have like shared office space, I mean, but right. like that that the branding, everything was good. Really did a good job. And then they they tried to make fifty thousand of them and that was right. That exactly. Was the, exactly. Yeah. Uh but it's really it interesting. <laughs> so I, I dug the first episode and and I thought Leto was really good in it. So, you know, maybe that'll change over the course of, of four or five more episodes. But um first go first go around really dug it. Thought it was really good. It's on it's on uh, Lasso Plus, so check that out. <laughs> there's a scene I'm just gonna stick with that for the rest of my life. There's a scene in the one of the newer episodes of the dropout where where Amanda uh, Seafred as Elizabeth Holmes like starts dancing. And mm-hmm. me and my wife were watching it, and my wife was like, "I have to turn this off. This is too cringy." Like it's very I, cringy. I was like, yeah. That's yeah. how she. That's how Elizabeth Holmes was. Like it was yeah. so. There's a clip of them dancing at like a celebration for like the FDA approval or the Walgreens deal or something, and and Elizabeth Holmes is dancing, and it's like Elaine Bennis doing the little <laughs> kicks. Like it's yeah. so bad. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think that like the point of that whole scene was like to make us cringe because to like give us the insight on like, wow, this just chick was pretty cringy, <laughs> like cheesy dances in her office mm-hmm. and stuff. Uh, but yeah, that, that reminded me of, oh, that whole thing. I, I'm, I'm excited to dig into it. I, I'm into the dropout now. I started, uh, I'm two episodes into the Uber one. So I'm like, gosh, do I want to start another one of these right now or right. wait till I finish right. them before I, before I dive in, yeah. but I'm excited that it gets no, your I totally recommend get that. 
I totally get that. Another thing, something about the dropout too that they're doing very well. The dropout is, at least from what I've seen, is is far superior to We Crash, just for the record. But um, doing a really good job of making Amanda Seyfried, who is just a objectively beautiful person, look still attractive, but in a really like kind of like an office weird, hot way. But, yeah, well, it's like. <laughs> I don't know how to put that. Like she, she almost is creepy. It's, yeah, it's, it's believable I don't know, that really she's weird, a yeah. bit of an outcast, like Elizabeth Holmes. Yeah, yeah. Was. Just, Whereas, just oh, they do really... that sometimes with stuff where with men and women, they're like, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, Brad Pitt's this outcast. And like, no, <laughs> right. he's not. No, he's, he's not. not. He's I've Brad Pitt. Him. Yeah, yeah, I've seen him. <laughs> yeah, Margot yeah. Robbie um, as Tanya Harding. Thing, yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. This thing's doing a really good job of of like just really making it believable that Amanda Seyfried could be a weird outcast person yeah, like that. There you go. Yeah. yeah cool. We, we, we got there. Good she work, she plays a good nerd. I will say that. Like she's, sure. Yeah. She's doing the, the whole nerdy Elizabeth Holmes thing. Pretty, pretty daggum. Well, I, I'm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I think, she, I mean, between her and, uh, what's her name from, um, Pam and Tommy. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. Lily Collins. Lily Collins. That's an unbelievable good, performance. Good God, that, is, that. that is like, Yuri. Emmy, like for sure. Yeah. <laughs> for that. Like that is crazy how how spot on that was. The whole makeup, the whole the voice, everything she did there was like you think you're watching I footage know. of Pam Anderson back in the day. It's crazy how good she was. And Sebastian Sand's great in that too, by the way. Um series is hit or miss, but Seth Rogan's probably my favorite part of the of the whole series. But um yeah, that's a uh whew. Great performance from Lily Collins, for sure. Um, I'm going to recommend, speaking of remaking reality, I'm a couple episodes in, but I'm digging it so far. The Winning Time series, the Lakers. Mm. You guys started it yet? Uh, I haven't. I'm scared. Mm. I watched first episode. I'm not sure. I don't know, man. I, I'm going to watch another one. I, 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 it was a, it was a roller coaster vibe for me. I couldn't. Yeah. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what I, if if I'm going to be able to. Get I think it's, it. I think it's uh, on purpose supposed to be like a bombastic approach to that subject matter. You know, like it's supposed to be overly stylized and mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And uh, I appreciate that, but I don't know this story much. I appreciate John C. Riley in this role, and you can see why they wanted John C. Riley in this role and not Will Ferrell and how much of a difference that would have made for this series. And, you know, if that breaks up their friendship, then that's that's one thing. But you can see as the director, McKay, is that uh, why he wanted uh, John mm. C. Riley instead of instead of Will Ferrell. But I'm enjoying it so far, and I think it's well-directed. Jonah Hill did uh, episode two, and it was it was pretty good. I don't know how I like the... It was weird that it was like six minutes on just kids skateboarding, but <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if they're doing this thing where they they're like splicing in old footage mm-hmm. with like an old camera. I don't know if I like that. Like they're doing some weird stylistic stuff, but overall, I think it's uh, it's better than I had expected it to be, or like than the review saw. Mm-hmm. Like I've been enjoying it so far, and I thought I was gonna gonna hate it so maybe you guys will like it yeah i've never read the book anything like that but it makes me hope that hbo signs jeff perlman to a deal and they do the boys will be boys Dude, uh, i think the boys will be boys would be so much it's so much easier to do football players too than basketball players mm-hmm. 
Um, yeah. Yeah. Boys will be. I've, yeah, I've read both, and I love both books. But Boys will be boys would be an unbelievable show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just the White yeah. House alone. Yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah. I think Riley is great as Bus, and so that I mean that that will help if if the, if I end up getting into this series, that will be a big part of it. Because uh, I think I think John C. Riley's doing a great job of it. Some of the other stuff. The guy who plays Magic Johnson's uh, really good too. Uh, yeah, he's been, he's been pretty good. He's been pretty good. Um, and that one had me a little worried because it felt like they were trying really hard just to find somebody who looked like Magic Johnson more than like can act, you know. So, and it, that's turned out that's turned out well. So, it's good. The Jerry West stuff is pretty rough. I yeah, I was like, I'm, what are they? Is this how this guy was? And if so, why is he still no, the logo yeah. of the league? <laughs> Yeah, it's it's a I'll get I mean, look, I I think that I say all the time like it's not a documentary. It's the job of this show or movie is to entertain and so whatever. I do feel like you're really kind of pushing the boundaries of that when you take such massive liberties with the life of somebody who is a still alive and b pretty well liked. Yeah. Know? Name like, him Johnny a- East. Yeah. <laughs> Just call yeah, him Johnny it's, it's East. Totally, and, totally. And just do like, yeah, yeah. You're just kind of playing him as horny Bob Knight is a weird choice. I don't know. It's uh, I mean, it works for me in the business. <laughs> but I also can't. I think the thing that really bothered me was I did not love the the grainy vo- video footage. Yeah. I felt like it was weird. And also kind of felt like it came and went. I don't know. It, it did. Was, it it was just strange, like it's a strange choice. Random. Though. Like a scene will be going on and it'll just randomly cut away to a an eight millimeter camera yeah, angle yeah, like yeah. why are we doing this like just show the <laughs> right, scene right yeah it's it's kind of odd but hey it is what it is it's a one-time thing and uh we'll see how it ends but i've been enjoying it that's my recommend winning time the uh laker series on hbo what about you richard mine is a, a second recommend from one of you and it's it's kind of fits with yours ken it's uh blood in the garden the book about pat riley who's played by adrian uh Brody in in um in uh winning time. show winning time but uh yeah it's a book about those 90s Knicks you know Riley's kind of next chapter and uh Brian recommended it a few months ago yeah, and I great. finally dove in and I, I loved it so it's great uh great book really and like one of those were like I love a good sports book basketball book the best thing I can say about it is like for a team that just didn't win a championship like it's like uh, once you finish, you're like, I'm really glad someone wrote this because this is actually really important yes. to the story of American sports. And uh, so that's a really cool thing. Um, and it's that that team weirdly is more important than, you mm-hmm. know, most teams that some teams that even do win championships. So anyway, yeah. why didn't yeah. that team so ever did a- get far? Uh, was it just Michael Jordan standing in their way? I- yeah, Michael Jordan. They made the, the finals. Yeah, they made the, fi- the 94 finals when. Uh- when uh, Jordan was retired and lost to the Rockets because John Starks went two for 18 in game seven of that series. But who's counting? So, Brian's not going. <laughs> yeah. Just uh, every night I, I think about that. Derek Harper was my hero growing up. He was on that Knicks team and they they lose the series because John Starks choked. It's just, it's brutal. It's it's a brutal. My favorite era of the still, Knicks is the uh, Tracy McGrady, uh, Amari Stoudemire. <laughs> yeah. Wasn't it Amari? yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you you were always a big Andrea Bargnani guy, if I remember correctly. I'm a big so. truck party guy. <laughs> so that Latrell was Sprewell, <laughs> you know. God, I love Latrell Sprewell so much. He was one of my favorite. He was mine too. Yeah, I was always like, well, 
PJ Carlismo does kind of suck. So <laughs> I get it. I I'm not saying he could have cho- should have choked him, <laughs> but I understand. I'm excited <laughs> for uh, Blood at the Palace, the Rick Carlisle story. I'm excited. Yeah, for that one. <laughs> yeah. Jim Carrey is gonna get that in. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know this, but apparently, if you ask Rick Carlisle about the malice of the palace he'll like mm-hmm. try to kill your family or something like he yeah, hates he's, it so much he's a pretty grouchy guy to begin with so you know and he's like oh by the way uh weren't you the coach the mouse the pal and just like yeah. stares daggers in your soul yeah forever yeah. haunt your dreams i would i wouldn't try it i would not yes I wouldn't try it. Like, word of advice that book's great richard i'm glad you i'm glad you read it Tobin and I did a deep dive on it on uh, Spread the Floor if you're interested in more on that. Nice, we'll do. So it was a fun episode. There you go. There's the weekly recommends for this week, some basketball-related ones, and we got that retroactive Oscars for you. Let us know what you think should have won Best Picture that year. If did, was, was it her? Was it uh, 12 Years a Slave? Maybe Gravity? Let us know on that Discord if you're a VIP. If you're not a VIP... You want access to that Discord and all of our bonus episodes, which this week we're diving back into our Denzel Washington retrospective. We're talking Devil in a Blue Dress. We're talking Malcolm X, early 90s Denzel. So check that out, madaboutmoviespodcast.com slash VIP. About a dollar a week, less than a dollar a week, you'll get uh, get access to that. So check it out. And we'll see you next time, hopefully soon, uh, after the Oscars. Hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling, toss salads and scrambled eggs. And maybe I seem a bit confused. Yeah, maybe, but I got you pegged. <laughs> but I don't know what to do with those tossed salads and scrambled eggs. They're calling again. Scrambled eggs all over my face. They're making me ya yeah, yeah. salads and scrambled eggs. They're calling again.